Okay, we gotta try it. Ready? Do your best sound effect. <laughs> and I can't do it. What? It's three or four. Or does it go up? I can't do it. If I was a listener, I would be turning it off. Why? Right Why now. would you turn it off? That's What's happening? So We're 25 seconds in. Try to do it one more time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what you are hearing, listeners, Canolios, <laughs> is our attempt to try to do the sound effect that they do at like basketball games, right? And football games, like that little. Like what do you rah, call rah. that? What do you call that? It's like a. I'm squeezing You're my squeezing hand together. Like a cow utter. Like. <laughs> what? Quink, 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 quink. No. no, it's like a megaphone. I think it's a thing they put in their hand. I'm not obviously not a sports fan. So Angela, I have no freaking idea. Help us. Okay, where does that sound well, come from? Well, you're in luck because Angela Johnson is going to do that very sound effect on this podcast on like episode. A, the pro she is. <laughs> she is. Not she does like it. us. <laughs> okay, so hey, episode 22. Before we launch in, this is Tony Gapastone here. Wendy Gapastone. Hi, here. Wendy Gapastone. Uh, I thought I'd do a real quick because we're getting ready for our. Q&A, our TW Q&A oh, podcast, yeah. which is coming up out November 12th. So before we do that, why don't we just do a little practice session, babe? Let's just do Whoa. a quick, 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 quick question. Um, okay. I'll do first. What's a typical okay. week look like for you? Whoa. Um, I teach preschool. Did you so. all know that? She's a preschool teacher. Yeah. So we're uh, the whole family gets up and out the door by <laughs> eight o'clock, and you're walking girls to school. Yes. I'm headed to preschool, and it's a good old time. Every day is different when and you teach preschool. You work eight so thirty to one thirty every day with three to five one year olds. One or one thirty. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then I come home, and it's like two seconds go by, and then it, the kids come home from school. I go get them, and then it's homework and dinner and. All the mom stuff. What dreams do you have? Whoa, what whoa, are your whoa. dreams Easy for your now. Life? Easy. Um, what's a typical <laughs> week like for you? My typical week is never typical. That's what's so that's fun. So how you like that's it. That's how I like it. So this week I'm shooting, uh, it's called a PSA, public service announcement. Uh, it's a anti-trafficking, which is sex slavery, labor slavery. I'm shooting that on Sunday night for the BAATC, which is the Bay Double Bay <laughs> the Bay, Del- Bay Area Anti-Trafficking Coalition. I'm working on a children's book, so I'm meeting with the illustrator Whoa. this week, which is super, super fun. I am also working on writing scripts. So I do chats with my writing partner, Jeremy Valdez, who's in Los Angeles. And I'm also trying to build Brave Maker. So I'm having meetings, talking about the film festival that's coming to Redwood City, and talking, pitching for donors to come join the nonprofit financially. So a lot of You also like swoop in and take a girl to an orthodontist appointment (laughs) here and there. Oh, that's right. I have a family. You do do all these other things too. Yeah, super fun. I get to walk our dog. Uh, I take um, workout classes. Wow. Yeah, that's enough. Okay, Okay, so TWQ&A, that was just a little intro. We've already got a good number of questions, so thanks for everybody who's submitted some we're still looking for some other ones bring some juicy ones some awkward ones some oh no awkward s- ones hey please. you never know no. awkward bring it on we'll we'll take them or pass on them you can pass i'll Thank i'll answer you. whatever okay. okay okay uh but we love talking about tv we love talking about relationship stuff 
we want to hear. Oh, we had some great questions submitted about past podcasts, which actually would be fun to talk about. We've done 22 episodes so far. So to talk about some of our past guests, things we're learning, that type of stuff. So submit them on the podcast page. You can do it to our own personal social media. But now we actually have an email too. So if you're an emailer, you can email podcast at bravemaker.com. Cool. Yeah, podcast at bravemaker.com because Holy Cannoli is under the Bravemaker umbrella. Boom. What would be the deadline for that? Because when are we recording Ooh, we have to record that. That's a good one. So we have to record that by Monday, November, what is that? November 8th? November 5th. Is that the the Monday? Yeah, November 5th. So get your questions in. Let's say Sunday. Get it in Sunday. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So anything else we need to say? babe um happy halloween oh happy halloween that's right happy halloween this are is, you guys dressing up are you dressing up post pictures on the facebook page we'll post our pictures because wendy's fully decking you out. guys just <laughs> wait. you guys <laughs> our dog's dressing up that's right see him we're gonna post our dog's picture okay you, you that's good. if you have dog pictures yeah we don't want to see you are your kids? We I want do. to see your dog. Do. Oh, my wife does. Okay, okay. we do definitely, definitely want to see your dogs. <laughs> we want to see your dogs. So dress your dogs up. And I, for the third year in a row, because we've had a dog for three years now, I did not get my wish to have my dog be like an Ewok. Have you seen those where the the dog looks like it's walking on two legs? That is my favorite costume like ever. That's what I want. Does somebody want to send us to, if you, if your dog had that, would you send us your hand-me-down? Because our dog has not had the privilege and honor of being an Ewok or any kind of standing plushy teddy bear standing, type thing. like person looking. Yeah, costume. that's what I want. Okay. That's what Let's I want. Let's do it. Okay. But this year he's of the Italian persuasion. So we'll post a picture on the Facebook page. Okay, cool. Intro, Sweet. intro. Who do we Angela have? Angela Johnson. Yes, here she is, the comedian, the actress. Very excited to have her on the podcast. She was an actor in my film Neighbor, which if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It's on Amazon. Just type in my name or type in the word neighbor, single, singular, not plural. It's not a Zac Efron movie. Neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> but she is super funny. She shares a lot of stories. If you don't follow her on Instagram, do because you feel like she's your best friend. Because she shares her life from the time she wakes up to the time she goes to bed. So fun. (laughs) (coughs) Cut that out. Cut that out. No, we're going to leave it in because we're transparent. (laughs) With no further ado, here's Angela. You are listening to the Holy Cannoli Podcast. It's all about making sense of life, who we are, and why we're here. Life is sacred and life is strange. And here's our dad, Tony Gapastone. Okay. You want to meet my dog real quick? Yeah, let's see Bonzo. Bonzo Beans. Bonzo Bean. One bean? One bean. What's up, Bean? What's up, Bonzo? Bean. He's cute. He's really cute. How's this going to work with Smokey? I don't know yet. They haven't met. He's great with other dogs. We just found out today. But also, Smokey doesn't like um, energetic dogs because he's blind and old. Yeah. So he's like, if you're chill, I'm chill. We could be good. Yeah. But he might be a little too much energy for Smoke. But we'll find out. He looks, I mean, he looks a little like Smokey. I mean, the same breed yeah. or everything? I know. He's Cute. Anyway. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, all right. I practiced all day trying to do a little introduction for Angela Johnson. I tried to do the thing you always do, Angela. Hi. I, no, that fast. <laughs> 
not that, but bang, 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 like that. But then it sounded like I was doing the um, Here Comes the Bride. It would go into bum, bum. I can't, like, what is it? Can you do it? Can you just do it? There you go. You're good. You're like a human sound effect. So, hey, thank you for being on the podcast with me. This is Holy Cannoli. And I just put out a little thing for people to put questions out. So in about a half an hour, I'm going to check and we're going to do some rapid fire questions at the end. Yeah, let's do it. Cool with that? All right. All right. So Angela Johnson on the podcast. Angela Johnson, welcome to Holy Cannoli. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So life is sacred and life is strange. That's what it's about. So if you were to riff on that a little bit, how would you comment on the sacred and strangeness of your life right now? The sacred of my life, um, well, being a public figure, yeah. the uh, ability to keep private what I want to keep private and share what I want to share, I would say is what's sacred yeah. to me in my life, yeah. you know? I'm not at a level in my career where I have paparazzis chasing me down the street. Uh-huh. Thank God. I, I don't want that ever in my life like I hope I can get to a place where I achieve success um, where I can just live the life I want to live and not be um, Beyonce like I have, <laughs> I have no desire for Beyonce's life uh-huh, you know uh-huh. um, but does that answer your question about the sacred yeah yeah um, what, what about, and then what's weird that's kind of strange in the same way isn't it having a life yeah, that is but, kind of out there yeah the strange part is that People do want to know what I'm doing in my life. Yeah. And I'm grateful for it, you know? Like, I think it's so cool. But um, it's kind of strange, too. You've done a lot, though, for making honest, transparent conversation the norm. You are pretty, even though, obviously, you have to keep your life private, uh, you're pretty out there. I mean, I love that on your pod on your uh on your instagram i mean you're just like your, your camera's always like right here in your face and you're like mm-hmm. okay today i'm getting my brows done today my mm-hmm. dog's looking at my face today i woke up and i'm not happy you're just really honest about that mm-hmm. how does that work for you um i take it as uh, i learned from eminem and i like to say i like to eminem myself mm-hmm. i will hit everything about me before you can uh-huh like, there will never be a day where somebody is like, ooh, you got a pimp on your face. Because yeah. I already started with, I got a pimp on my face. Yeah. So anyways, so it's like, that's what Eminem did in 8 Mile, is he went in on himself, so you don't have anything else to say. Mm-hmm. But also, I just like to. It's because it's, it's real, right. and I know that um, a lot of people feel how I feel, look in the mirror sometimes, and they're like, ugh. I'm getting old. Uh, I have bags under my eyes. Uh, I'm breaking out or whatever. I think that's a normal thought. So I love to relate to people and connect with people. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's a way for me to connect with people is just let me be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And side note, I do that when I'm meeting a new person that I want to have a friendship with or relationship with, I put my guard down and I show vulnerability Mm -hmm. to show them that I'm safe. And then if they don't, I put my guard back up Mm -hmm. and I say, okay, we're not there yet or we're just Mm -hmm. not those type of friends. Mm -hmm. So it's like me being vulnerable and saying, hey, I'm safe. You could be safe with me. And, And that's how I do it with Instagram and real life. 
I love that. And I'm interested to hear you talk a little bit about, because you do some of this in your comedy, which I think is why people are so attracted to you, is talking about being who you are as uh, as a woman, as a Latina, as a person of faith in Hollywood, mm-hmm. right? Where Hollywood can sort of push against some of those ideals about being honest and transparent. How have you found or how are you surviving or thriving in that space? You know what? I have my my safe place. I have my people. Mm-hmm. I have my husband. I have my home. And that's that's what keeps me grounded and and thriving so when i go out to meetings or when i go out to events where i have to socialize and network and whatever it is ugh, hate it so much i hate networking um i'm not good at small talk i'm not going to remember people's names and what they do after it's just too much and i have anxiety about it so it's like i'm gonna forget everything you just said um and then I, I, I just don't like awkward small talk. It's so uncomfortable. So when I do have to go be in those spaces, I like to come back to my safe space, which is like a phone call with a friend who I know and trust, and we can just be ourselves. We don't have to be on. We don't have to perform for each other. Um, that's a safe place. My friend Maya is one of my safe places. Just calling her, going to her house, and just sitting on the floor with her and her kids and just like lounging like it's my house. That reminds me of childhood. It reminds me of growing up. It reminds me of just being safe. So like when I'm out on tour and I just did a sold out show at Treasure Island in Las Mm -hmm. Vegas in the round at um, the Mysterio Theater. It was so epic. And then I come right back home and it's like, back to like grounding and real and what's what is real life yeah. this is real life right it's like i gotta pick up some puppy poop <laughs> yeah right yeah. i'm not eating at the the buffet bar with uh, all these great swag things at home it's like this is Ooh, real life. so good that buffet right too. i love following all your insta stories i'm so jealous yeah so one thing i, I love talking about too is as uh as artists who also happen to be people of faith you're really bold about you know talking about jesus in a lot of your work how have you have you ever gotten any kind of like strange pushback from church people who feel that they want um to push you in a way that's not where you feel like you're supposed to go with your art with your comedy you know what i'm saying like sometimes i think i've gotten that hollywood is the devil kind of message oh yeah 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 how do you deal with that what have you have you experienced that um I've had more judgment from Christians than I've had from non-Christians. Like, when I post on social media something about Jesus, in the past, let's see, 15 years that I've been out here, um, the amount of times I've talked about Jesus, I'd have maybe like a handful, I could count on my hand, the amount of times people have commented on what I said, being like, keep your religion to yourself, or... Um, we're not here for Jesus talk. Just be mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. I could count on my hand the amount mm-hmm. of times I've gotten that comment. I can't even count the amount of times I've had a Christian put project onto me their um, judgment, their morals, their values, their principles, their interpretation of the Bible, their all of their yeah. judgment. Yeah. I can't even count how many times that's so happened. Hard. So, yeah, how do I deal with it? I ignore it a lot of times. 
I've gotten better at ignoring it. Mm -hmm. I had a come to Jesus moment where I was like, okay, Lord, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) if I don't respond out of genuine love, then I don't get to respond at all. That's good. And it's a good principle to live by. I do mess up every now and then. Really? (laughs) Every now and then I have to get a jab in there, but, um... For the most part, I'm like, if I'm not going to respond in love, stop responding. Mm-hmm. But, oh, this guy, this past weekend, he didn't get a love response from me. <laughs> At he, the club or where? No, no, on Twitter. Oh, okay. Same it, one, same it was one. Just, it was just one of those things that I tweeted out, like, an injustice. Yeah. And there's always going to be that one person that's like, well, yeah, he looks innocent, but what was he doing before that, right, Tom, you're racist. Get off <laughs> my Twitter feed. <laughs> so oh, that's there's good. every now and then. Did you hear that ding? Ding, ding. That's fine. No worries. It happens you heard all the time. It? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're real and honest and transparent on Holy Cannoli. We get. Okay, past. I don't it's know awesome. how to turn it off. You're good. You're fine. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so that that's so. I, I love that. Uh, I, I love that the reality of being a follower of Jesus in this space is, I mean, not even just in the entertainment and the arts, but I feel as if we're at a space right now where Christians, however, however we want to represent ourselves, sometimes that word is so diluted, but we are fighting against each other more than anything else. Polluted. Yeah, both, right? Diluted and polluted. And I think we need the arts and we need hope to come through comedy and storytelling to bring these things to light. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, we see more conversations, right, happening yeah. about faith and politics because artists are speaking up, right? People are talking mm-hmm. about what's important. If, um, yeah, if politicians can't solve it and we know they can't solve it, <laughs> we have to find a right. way to band together, right? Right. So Jesus, you, come Lord on. Jesus, come be with on. us November 6th, Lord. Come oh, my on. God. Jesus. Get out there and vote. Hey, this is coming out October 29th. So if you're listening, okay. you have a week. You have a week yeah. to read everything. No excuses. <laughs> I want, Just go vote. I'll admit, I got that packet in the mail, and it's so, I mean, it's daunting. I'm like, okay, my wife and I, like, we've got we've to look at this. We've got to read through as much as Just we can. Wait. You don't have to know right. everything. Right. Just know where you stand on a few things. Mm-hmm. And if you're not happy with the way the, the country is being run now or the government in your local government, the you know whole country, um, then vote opposite of mm-hmm. what's happening mm-hmm. right now. But if you're happy with how it's all going, then you're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right just sit on your couch and keep talking to yeah. the tv <laughs> yeah. you are involved in a lot of justice stuff you do mm-hmm. a lot of give back uh, the way we connected is through the organization that you were a part of that is working against trafficking sex trafficking amongst mm-hmm. children mm-hmm. and uh, i see you doing a lot of benefit type stuff how, how has that worked and how has that got you how has that given like such priority and passion to your time um, I have a heart for justice, like, uh, whether it's something as big as sex trafficking, mm-hmm. sex slavery, mm-hmm. or it's like, I'm seeing some guy cut off another guy on the road, like, I'm mad for him, because I'm like, that is not fair, but you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like, I, 
there's something within me that is just for justice. Um, and I think this is a healthy way to use that energy instead of just getting angry at everything because it's so easy to get angry at stuff, but to channel that anger and put it into an organization that is actually doing good, that is actively working to solve an injustice is, um, is, is uh, helpful for me to yeah. do that. So there's so many things that I could get involved in. There's so many injustices in the world, but I got involved with uh, anti-human trafficking because one of my best friends, Erica Grieve, runs an organization, Unlikely Heroes, and so I've been involved with them since the beginning, since she started it, and um, now my husband and I sit on the board, mm. and it's one of our passions, and we've learned so much about sex slavery, um, human slavery, like mm -hmm. um, everything from people working as, as housekeepers or whatever, maybe they're not actually getting paid to be there, right. you know? Living under um, the attic or under the stairwell or whatever. Exactly, exactly. Well, I, yeah, thank you. Uh, so Unlikely Heroes, you can find them. That is a great organization. And if you follow Erica and all her work, I mean, she's doing amazing things with literally rescuing children, uh, like as young as five and six and seven years old. I mean, that, that was the kind of story that really gripped me. That's why I made the film Neighbor. That's why anytime I can speak uh, on the reality that, I mean, crazy people still don't realize it's happening. It's happening here in America. It's happening in suburbia. Mm -hmm. It happens uh, through the internet. It happens everywhere. And it's men and women and boys and girls. And so that's just a, a quick little plug to make sure listeners, you guys are well-versed on the reality of trafficking that's going on right now, big time. So Angela, what is, so what is next for you? I mean, I remember last time we talked, you, and we, I can still tell on Instagram, you're, you're auditioning. And mm -hmm. you acting was always, you said, sort of your big first dream. And at the yeah. same time, you're traveling all around the world doing comedy. So what's going on in the world of Angela Johnson's career right now? Um, I have been pitching a TV show. Mm -hmm. It's pitching season. It's coming up. The end is, is here now. Like I think last week was the last week that they were hearing pitches, all the networks. Mm -hmm. um, so we actually... I don't even know if I can announce Ooh. this. Yeah, I, I'm sure by the time this comes out, I will have posted. And if I haven't, you could just edit, yeah, edit this sure, part out. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but we, I partnered with America Ferreira's production company awesome. and Kevin Hart's production company okay. together. Awesome. And we just pitched a show, and NBC has bought the script. Whoa, congrats. Thank you. So now myself and the writer who I'm working with, her name is Emilia Serrano. She's amazing. I'm so lucky to be partnered with her. Emilia. Um, now she's going to go and write the script and I'll be working with her alongside of her. So making sure it's my voice and, and the story that I want to tell and all that kind of stuff. And then we'll turn in a script and hopefully they pick us to shoot a pilot. Yeah. I've been through this development process before and I've always, I've made it to where we sell a script to a network and then we turn it in and they end up not shooting the pilot mm -hmm. and it just kind of dies in the water right there. But um, we're hoping that 
this time we can go all the way. We can shoot a pilot, and then the pilot can go to series. That's right. what, hey, come on, let's do it. Come on. I was just thinking today, when's Hollywood going to give Angela Johnson her TV show? It's time. It's time, Hollywood. So, okay, so for people who don't know this process, uh, can you give for all of the non-industry behind-the-scene people, talk a little bit about like what happens like ABCD because it's really a lot of work and it's daunting oh, yeah. and it's like tons of rejection. So can you tell a little bit about that, like the Twitter version if you could? Sure. I've heard no more than I've heard yes. Uh -huh. Let's start there. Yep. Um, so the development process, is that what you want me to break yeah, down? Yeah, anything. Development, pitching, all that stuff. Because people hear, oh, like you just sold a show. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be on the air. And right. if it is, you know, it was bought, then what's the next thing? So can you describe that a little bit? There's so many steps in the development mm -hmm. process. People start in different areas. You can start by pitching directly to a network. You could start by pitching to a production company, to a studio. Mm -hmm. You you start with an idea and usually a partner, and then you pitch it somewhere first. And it would be, if you start at the very bottom, it would be a production company, studio, the network, right? Some people go straight to here, straight to here, whatever. I partnered with... America and Kevin's companies. So I didn't have to come to them and pitch the idea like, hey, uh, America's company and Kevin's company, here's this idea. Do you like it? For us, it was Kevin knew he wanted to work with me. America knew she wanted to work with me. So together we were like, okay, let's come up with an idea and find a writing partner. Great. So that's what took the longest for me was to find the right partner to capture my voice, mm -hmm. to relate to me. Um, I wanted a, I wanted a woman of color, mm -hmm. um, and I ended up getting a fellow Latina from the Bay Area. Oh, right on. So it's like, awesome. Go Bay Area. I asked for a, a better partner. Um, so we read scripts, um, took some meetings and we landed on Amelia and from there, Amelia and I work on an idea together, her and I. And we would come up with something, and then we send it to our producers. They give us notes, send it back, give us notes. Then when we have our ideas set, now we went to pitch to studios. America's company has a deal already in place at Universal Studios. If they didn't, we would have gone to all the studios. Mm -hmm. Universal, CBS Studios, um, Warner Brothers Studios, Paramount Studios. There's sony studios all kind of studios mm -hmm. we would have pitched everywhere mm -hmm. but they had to deal with universal so we go there first mm -hmm. and then they said yes we like this idea now let's go to the networks and they're obviously a sister company of nbc so we pitch at nbc first and then we go to all the other networks and then see who wants it and we ended up being with nbc it's awesome and so the and for listeners, so when you're pitching, you're literally pitching the idea, not even having the script yet. You have got kind yes. of like an outline or what they call a treatment. They might, you might mm -hmm. have image boards or other things like mm -hmm. that, right? Yeah. Right? So they bought the idea and then you write the script. Yes. Yeah, it's such a crazy. So how long from start to finish? Was it one year? Two years? How long has this been going on? I've been working with America's company for over a year because we started last pitching season and we ended up we didn't even pitch it to the studio because i picked the wrong writer mm. and he he was great he was talented but wasn't a correct match for me mm -hmm. 
and um, we none of us agreed on the idea that we kept coming up with. And it was just like, I don't want to pitch this to a studio because I don't even know if I like this show. Yeah. So we ended up not pitching at all. So I've been working with America's company for well over a year, and um, we ended up bringing Kevin's company into the fold earlier this year. Cool. So that's awesome. Well, we uh, we hope for you. Hope that you get to get shoot the pilot and this would be obviously a, a, a series you're leading yes you're acting and yes. leading you're, it's like your story awesome that's so cool so okay I know you like TV I'm gonna grab my, my Instagram here and I'm gonna pull up some questions but while I do that what are you binging and how are you experiencing in any kind of sacred or strange transcendent way because I believe that stories change the world and whether it's on a small screen or a big screen or just over a cup of coffee they impact us I know mm -hmm. you like TV so mm -hmm. what are you watching that's impacting you in some way? You know, I think that's why I like crime shows so much <laughs> because it's an injustice. Ah, and yeah. usually at the end of the crime show, they always catch the bad guy. Uh -huh. Usually. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why I like it because it shows an injustice, but then they get the bad guy in the end. Um, but right now, my go-to shows, my guilty pleasures are SWAT on CBS, Shamar Moore's new show Law and Order SVU um. Um, if you follow Angela on Instagram she has a, a love affair with SVU with Marisha how do you say her last name? Har Mariska Mariska uh -huh, yeah uh -huh. you were her mm -hmm. for Halloween one time right? I was I was it was it was such a fun so if you and need any ideas <laughs> he was who? Ice-T <laughs> Finn Tutuola oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so anyways, crime shows, I still, when I'm in the green room, I'm watching something, like, crimey or rapey, when I'm, like, before I go on stage, like, I'm watching, um, Forensic Files, I'm watching Laura SVU, or something ghosty, something paranormal. Oh, that's right, you're interested in the haunty stuff. Yes, so I will search the TV in the green room and I'll land on whatever is paranormal haunted or a uh, crime show. Where do you think the haunty, scary stuff comes from? How come you like that kind of stuff? I don't know, since I was a kid. Like, yeah. I would be real young and we would watch scary movies. Like, we would go visit my grandma in Reno and she used to have this cupboard that you would open up and it was just like hundreds of VHS tapes. And you got to pick which tape we wanted to watch that night. And so we would watch a movie together as a family and then everybody would go to bed and I would stay out later and I would watch a scary movie by myself. And then when the movie was over, then it became the adventure of making it from the living room all the way to the room where I was staying safely in the middle of the night. So you like being scared. There's a, there's something that you actually enjoy, like that feeling of like, what's going to happen? Am I going to die? I like it and I hate it. Like <laughs> I don't like being scared. Like, if somebody scares me, I'm mad. I'm like, ah! Uh -huh. Like, don't scare me. Like, I hate it. And then every time Manny and I go watch a scary movie in the theater, every single time, as soon as you hear the, the scary parts coming, I'm like, oh, I hate this movie. I don't want to be here. I tell them that every time. <laughs> I, love, I, lo I mean, see, I love that people love scary stuff because of the justice thing, like you said. One of my favorite directors is Scott Derrickson, and he talks about the fact that he loves horror 
in that genre because it's like the best way to delineate between good and evil. And most yeah. times you're watching the film and there's an experience that you have to recognize the injustices in the world and you're rooting for the good to win. I always thought that's cool, but I'm still, that scares the hell out of me. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> My daughters, I have three daughters, like they're always like, Dad, we, they want me to scare them. Dad, will you scare us? So I don't want my kids to be scared in our house. So I'll just sometimes stand behind a door and I'll, like open my like eyes really big and I'll just say one word. I'll like, go, boo. <laughs> and they will freak out. Like, see, that's enough. You don't need like a scary mask or anything. <laughs> Okay, so okay, a couple questions. Wait, I know you also had a book or you were connected to America's book. Can you want do you want to yeah. promote that? Yeah. So America Ferreira um, cultivated this book called American Like Me, and this was her first book that she came out with, and it was basically, she wanted to talk about her story of being caught between two worlds of uh, where her parents are from and where she was born, and it's being American and being whatever other ethnicity you are, mm -hmm. so there's a bunch of contributors con contributors in the book, uh, Pakistani, Filipino, Mexican, Salvadorian, cool. um, Chinese, every, every different walk of life who is also American. And they're sharing their story of growing up. So I shared a story of how I grew up and I wanted to be more Latino than I felt I actually was mm -hmm. because I grew up with the last name Johnson. I didn't speak Spanish and I was so jealous of the cholas. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a chola. <laughs> like that was my hashtag goal. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to be a doctor. We grew up in like the tech area, tech capital of the world. I didn't want to be an engineer. I don't want to like, work for a big tech company. I wanted a 64 Impala with hydraulics. Like that was my goal. And why didn't you go after it? Oh, I did. Okay, cool. I All right. did, I tried. I just... <laughs> I, uh, I didn't make it. I didn't make the cut. <laughs> it just gets into all your storytelling now, which is kind of fun. Yeah, that yeah, becomes yeah. It's too great. painful. So America, American Like Me is the name of the book. Uh, go check it out. Angela's in there, America Ferrara. And I want to say I love Superstore. That's one of my favorite shows. I love that show so much. How much do you love Glenn, first of I all? I mean, every character is so – Glenn is great. And Glenn, I mean, like – I just, oh my gosh, it's so good. Like, I just love the diversity. Like, you've got so many huh? different people. It's like the, the workplace comedy that I want to be a part of. That's what I, the kind of thing I want to do, right? I love it so oh, much. So Did you see the opening of this season, the season I premiere? I haven't yet? watched the premiere yet. Uh -uh. Are you Watch in it? it? Are you in it? No, no, no. Uh -oh. I love, just, I love Glenn so much. He's like my favorite. Uh -huh. um, but just their opening scene just has so much, like, heart and i don't know glenn gets me every time mm. listeners if you don't know the show it's like a walmart it's called superstore right so they work in like a big box store called um cloud nine and it's so good it's just so funny if you like the office if you like those kind of parks and rec type of fun quirky characters you'll like superstore mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so uh rapid fire questions if uh you could change anything like one thing about the world what would you change about the world. I thought you were talking about me. I was like, ooh, my double chin. Uh, <laughs> that too? Okay, there you go. 
if I could change one thing about the world, yeah. what would it be? Yeah. Um, I would take away the religious spirit. Ooh. I want to talk so much more about that. That's good. Uh, okay. Do you know your uh, Enneagram? I'm a nine. A nine. Uh, are you coming to the Bay? I'm reading things right off of Instagram. Are you coming to the Bay Area for another show soon? Yep. Uh, Tommy T's in Pleasanton. I typically just do New Year's Eve weekend. This year, I'm actually doing Christmas weekend as well because Ooh. I'm a workaholic and I have issues. But like I'm working on Christmas like the weekend? Day before Christmas Eve. So I'm working, um, it's the weekend before Christmas. Okay. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Cool. And then the next weekend as well, New Year's Eve weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There you go, Bay Area people. Okay. Uh, favorite food? Oh, chips and salsa. That was easy. Favorite dessert? You know, I'm not a big sweet tooth, but chocolate. Chocolate cake, chocolate Dark chocolate. I like to keep a piece of dark chocolate in my purse at all times. Um, dark chocolate. And then, side note, um, it had some dark chocolate in my purse, and I just noticed it's all smushed everywhere. Like, it's like, like it melted. smushed up to a pen. It's full on on my lipstick. Like, I need to go in and clean it out. I just saw it yesterday. <laughs> By the way, side note, I love the other day you posted, like, the dog mom thing. Like, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, it's so hard being a dog mom. And you had, like, some sh something on your thing. I thought that's, like, real life. Like, parents, like, they have stuff <laughs> on, their, yeah. on their stuff all the time. Okay, you're a celebrity crush. Bruno Mars. Ooh. Come through, Bruno. Okay, <laughs> if you had to choose one style of music to listen to in the car, just one for the whole day, which style of music would it be? It would be, um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like funky house beats, like Bondax, the Bondax station. I put that on in the background when I'm working, and it's like beats, some lyrics and stuff, but not enough to where you're like singing a song that you don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just like mm, funky house, house jazzy vibe beats. House jazzy vibe beats. I love it. Okay. Uh, if oh, if you had to describe yourself in uh, one word, how would you describe yourself? So we often say like, "Who are you and why are you here?" If you had to describe yourself in like that phrase, "I am a blank and I'm here to blank." So let me do that one. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay, I am a blank and I'm here to blank. Well, it sounds like a cheerleader. <laughs> I am a wildcat. Hey. So here to stay. <laughs> hey, you're a forward cheerleader. You can do it. And cheer. Go for it. I am. I'm a human, hmm. and I'm here to love other humans that's, and animals. That's good. Speaking of animals, you got to shout out your uh, dog's Instagram. We live in a world now where dogs have Instagrams, you guys. My dog has an Instagram, Cubby the Labradoodle. You can follow him. And if you want to follow Angela's dog. His name is at Bonzo Bean Reyes. B-A-N-Z-O-B-E-A-N Reyes. R-E-Y-E-S. Because he's Garbanzo Bean. And he literally has more friends than I do. <laughs> on Instagram <laughs> and I think he's got his own he's got his own like personal paparazzo who just dogarazzo who just follows him around and videos his day I mean it's pretty yeah, that would be me. pretty <laughs> is that you oh yeah. that's, that's so funny I love it well love Mitchell it. when my brother was watching him while I was 
gone. Um, but no, that's me. That's awesome. Okay, a uh, couple more minutes. We're almost done here. Anything on your merch or your stuff that you want people to go check out? Any of your favorite shirts or swag? Yes, I um, I'm always putting stuff on the sale on my website, so you can check out Angela.com. My store is on there. I have a bunch. I'm actually about to get rid of hell of merch. We're looking into. Tell me if you know of a company <laughs> that does this. If not, it's an idea. It should be created. Uh-huh. And basically, a company that takes companies merchandise excess merchandise that they're done with and they're getting rid of and gives it to charities, homeless shelters, um, other countries, uh, rescue. Like I've given tons of my merchandise to unlikely heroes and they they have six homes. And so we've given it to all the kids in the homes. Um, but I'm trying to find a company that will come and collect all my extra merchandise and give it to charities. Mm. But I haven't found an organization that does that. But I think that's like a million-dollar idea. That is a good idea. People who, I mean, I worked with a group who was going to Africa, and they were taking things, but they were dropping them off at a location. You're looking for someone to come to you and pick it up. Okay, if yeah, anybody so knows. Be like, <laughs> like, I'm getting rid of all my old stuff. So if you got a semi-truck, anybody in L.A. who wants yeah. to go to Angela's house, she will offload it. Okay, I forgot to ask you, too. Uh, are you a hugger? I am a hugger. She's a hugger. So you do a lot of hugging. I'm a hugger. Here, let me tell you what I don't like. Okay, tell it. When I do meet and greets, we've had to start telling people not to do these two things because people are unreal sometimes. What, they say, yes, you can hug her, but one, do not kiss her. <laughs> like cheek kisses? Yes. People okay. try to kiss me on a cheek. I'm like, get your mouth, your saliva lips off of my face, please. I don't even know you. Like, what if you yeah. have a freak herpy? What if you're, like, sick? What, just, I don't want your saliva on my face. Oh, so like, when you do the the Latino cheek, cheek kiss, like, okay, please. You okay. can do that all day long. That's okay. full on put their lips oh. on my skin. And I'm like, get off. Oh, it's so, so gross. Funny. That's so funny. So now I have to tell people, do not kiss her. Okay, what's number and two? And do not pick her up. Oh, interesting, guys. I assume want to pick you up or what? And girls. Really? Like, they want to like. They get excited and hug me and pick me up in a hug. And then every now and then when we go to take a picture, they go, oh, can I hold you? Can I pick you up? I think because I'm so like, small. Like you're a doll. Like, let's just pass yeah. her around. Like a rag doll. <laughs> like, can I pick you up? And I'm like, no, 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 just leave me down here. Thanks. Appreciate. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Okay, and then. But I just uh, love hugs. I okay, love hugs. she loved my mother-in-law episode three. That was his question. She said, "When you interview people, can you ask people if they're huggers?" I was like, "Sure, that's a great question. I love it." Are you a hugger? And then this is my question. This is deep. I know we only have a few more minutes. Ever cry in the car? And if you've done one late, lately, what was it about? Because I noticed people cry in their cars. Watch. You see them? Oh, my gosh. Angela, I'll be driving sometimes. I cry in my car, right? Sometimes I'll just look and I'll see someone bawling by themselves in the car. And I make up in my head, like, what's going on in their life? You know? Because it's a private, quiet place, I guess. You know what? I don't think I notice other drivers very often because I'm always... safe. (laughs) That's my conference call time. Oh, okay. I'm driving. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly, Siri, call Mm -hmm. Mm so-and-so. So I'm always, I'm like driving or I'm talking to someone. Um, so I rarely notice 
other drivers around me. But um, when is the last time I cried in my car? Um, oh, I remember when earlier this year, I got in a real big fight with my brother. Mm. And I, yeah, that one got me. So I was driving home, and I was like, I need to hurry up and get off this road. Brother conflict. Brother conflict. I'm telling you. Like, nobody gets to you more than the people you love the most. That's for real. Okay, so we're going to end in this thing. Uh, You said earlier about the religious spirit. We talked earlier about being judged by Christians. So in our last few minutes here, I think this podcast has really been dedicated to help people expand their minds about God, to... Uh, be a people of grace to realize that sacred moments don't just happen in buildings with crosses on it on Sundays, but the sacred Mm -hmm. is everything, even in the strange, like how we confront people, how we forgive people, how we watch media, Mm. how we create media, all that kind of stuff. Mm. What's something you would want to say to people who find themselves, uh, dealing with the judgment of Christians? Cause there's people who listen to this podcast who have been, uh, burnt by the church or who've left, uh, mm-hmm. I do every couple uh, episodes. I have my buddy Matt, who is an out and proud gay guy, and he talks about accepting the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. and all the damage and trauma that has been put on them by on. people of the fa- faith. Uh, and I know that's a passion. You have a passion for that as well. So, yeah, you have the floor for the last few minutes. Anything you want to say or preach or encourage uh, as mm-hmm. we sort of survive all the craziness we put on each other? Okay. For. To address two people, to anybody listening who maybe finds themselves constantly encouraging their fellow brother or sister in Christ, um, it's not encouraging if you haven't been given that place in their life. If you are not this person's accountability partner, if you are not their brother, actual brother, their actual sister, their actual best friend, if you are not given authority in their life to speak into their life, Whatever you think is encouraging is coming off as judgment and criticism. So save it for yourself Mm. and maybe go pray about it. (laughs) So that's for that person. Mm -hmm. And then for those who are feeling judged or feeling like um, anger with the church, frustration with the church, with the body of Christ, with whatever Christianese words you want to use, um, I would say you are at a really great place in your life where you can start asking God questions that you maybe felt you weren't allowed to ask before. Maybe you felt scared to ask before. You're at a great place in your walk and your journey with God to where you can start asking questions and asking God, Hey, Lord, is this true? Is this of you and your Mm -hmm. spirit? Or is this Christian culture? Mm -hmm. And you can start differentiating between Christian culture and what is actual Jesus. And the dangerous part is where I've found myself often is when you are not asking God questions. When you have the questions inside, you have the anger and frustration inside, but you don't ask God the questions. Mm -hmm. Now all you're doing is, um, separating yourself from everyone. And that's what the enemy wants to do is get you alone 
and get you in a corner so that he could start feeding you the lies. So I think as long as you're constantly communicating with God and saying, God, I'm frustrated about this. I'm angry about this. What do you really say about this? And continually communicating with God, then I think your journey of questioning is safe and is sacred, mm-hmm. just like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Right on. Thank you so much, Angela. Super appreciate it. Anything else you want to say before we close? Um... No, I think that's it. Thanks for having me. So great. So great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Of course. It. Thanks You're for awesome. um, dealing with my reschedules and everything. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm it's happy been... for you. By the way, I just felt like I, last time we were going to talk, I was going to, it was right after your Greece trip. I was like, I felt like you were in a Mamma Mia movie the whole time. It was so fun. It was <laughs> you amazing. were everywhere. Oh, was amazing. So I can't wait to go back. I mean, I want to visit other parts of the world before I go back to Greece, yeah. but I can't wait to go back to Greece and Amsterdam. Oh, I loved it so much. That's so cool. All right. Hey, well, hopefully I'll see you uh, in December or New Year's or something like that. Yeah. Come to any of the shows. You let me know. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Holy Cannoli. If you liked my dad's podcast, please subscribe, give it a review, and share it with someone you think would be encouraged by it. Holy Cannoli Podcast is a proud production of Brave Maker Media. For more information or to donate, go to bravemaker.com to make your tax-deductible donation today. I'm Angela Johnson, and you're listening to the Holy Cannoli Podcast. And then our tagline is, life is sacred and life is strange. Can we just get that in whatever voice you want to do it in? Okay. I'll try my voice. Um... (laughs) (laughs) life is sacred and life is strange